Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show, our website, thekenreedyshow.com. As always, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Show, And you can hear us right here on Ironbound Radio, Ironbound 1640. The website for Ironbound, ir1640amradio.com. And you know what? Today's day and age, you might want to listen to us on your smartphone. Check us out on the TuneIn app. That's TuneIn, T-U-N-E. It's an app. Uh, check it out. You can listen to us right there. Great to have you aboard tonight. Jam-packed show. As always, my tag team partner's on the line. Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Let's uh, let's get down to it. Uh, you know, we're going to get into it. You know, things are shuffled around a little bit tonight, but we're going to get more details. But just to let you guys know, I, I know I had posted on Facebook that uh, we had a special announcement tonight. And we're going to be doing a special Ken Reedy Show-sponsored Cancer Benefit Night uh, coming up May 31st. We're going to give you all the details, but it's just going to be a fun night to hang out, watch wrestling. Hopefully we're going to get some guests to hang out, but it's just going to be at a a local watering hole. They've agreed to give 20% of food and drink to the American Cancer Society. We're going to have stuff to raffle off. And you know what? We're just going to hang out, watch SmackDown from 8 to 10 o'clock, and then watch NWA on fire from 11 to 12, so it's just going to be a night to kind of hang out, enjoy wrestling, come out with your wrestling fans. You can check it out on Facebook. There's going to be an event posted shortly, um, and we're going to get into more details as far as what the event is going to entail, but amazing, you know, the people we get to meet and talk to, and right now, legendary journalist Bill Apter is on the line with us to talk a little wrestling. Bill, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm and by the way, when I was waiting to go on, I heard this incredible Portuguese music. <laughs> and and what, what, what got me about that is you people probably don't even know this, but back at the start of my career, I used to buy time on a New York radio station, WHBI 105.9 FM. I had the very first pro wrestling radio show ever in New York, and I think I was the only... Um, English-speaking show on that. Everything else was Spanish, Portuguese, Latino, a little of everything. And I was right. So when I heard the 
the music. I was waiting in the wings here to come on. I was going, hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter for Inside Wrestling, and welcome. It, it was like I was doing my old show again. Well, that, that's amazing. I feel like I, I like in, in some weird way. I mean, maybe I'm following in your footsteps. That's kind of cool, though. That is a weird way, I must tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's uh, <laughs> there's only a few of us English-speaking programs on the show. But uh, um, you know, piggybacking off of what you just said, I mean, being one of the first uh, pro wrestling radio shows, you know, there's there's shows popping up everywhere. There's podcasts. There's a Buster Open, Sirius XM. Uh, could you see? Did you see this coming? Uh, how do you feel about all the uh, the radio shows to do wrestling around the country? Well, I'll be honest with you. I did not see it coming, and I'll tell you why. Because the back in the radio days, there were people vying to do this on radio and buying time like I was, etc. And I was lucky enough to be sponsored by the magazines that I was working for after a while. But, no, I never saw it coming because people were going more toward visual then audio, radio was pretty much dying out when, you know, television and cable were getting bigger and bigger. But the Internet has created radio again. It's amazing. Radio is back. And, and it's great. You know, it's great to be able to have this forum to just be able to sit and talk. Now, I have and... to ask you a question. I have to ask you a question. Shoot. When I started in radio, they said radio is where the, all the ugly people perform. I've ne- well, I have seen you on NWA on Fire, you, and you're not that ugly, are you? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you. I, I haven't seen your partner there, but I don't. You know, I, I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm not a good judge of what guys are good looking. I'm not like that. But uh, you don't. You didn't appear to scare me when I saw you on NWA on Fire. Well, I guess Bill, that's a good thing. <laughs> Bill, I'll frame, I'll frame a question on Facebook, and you can determine how ugly I am, if that's what you, you got want. A, you got a deal. You got a deal. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's it's the great. other thing. You know, when you talk about that, you talk about Facebook, and you talked about Twitter before, is if you stay stationary and you don't move on to what the current things are, then you don't get anywhere. As soon as, um, you know, I, I, I was one of the – first people that started doing videos on OneWrestling.com online, period, at the end. Now I'm on there, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, you, you name the social media, and I'm there. And, I, you know, people are saying to me, uh, there are people 25, 30 years old, I tell them what I'm doing, how do you do that? I'm like, man, get on the bandwagon. Um, so, I, I mean... Do you like, I mean, are you just like one of those guys that like whatever the next technology that pops up, like you're just ready to jump on board? Absolutely. Always have been. Always have. You want to get, you want to see really nervous people go into Best Buy and ask if, ask one of the salespeople, do you have a cassette recorder? <laughs> and and you'll, get, you'll get, and they do have them, but you'll get from somebody younger than me, you'll get somebody... Is that like an MP3 player? <laughs> so you have to know the past also to know the future. So that's always been. Anyway, so let's talk wrestling. Let's I, talk right I, want, I want to thank you for having me on, by the way. Oh, thank you so much for being on. You know, it's, it's funny because, like, every week we're we're on, like, basically the same TV show. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is the first time we actually get to a chance to sit and uh And, and Chet, by the way, Brian, Brian Fury... I just did two segments. Um, 
that will be in, on in the next few weeks. And uh, I understand that Brian Fury from NWAM Fire is a little upset that we're doing all this Hall of Fame stuff and we haven't done a segment on him yet. So you, you plan on rectifying that? No. <laughs> you will see loud and clear, not this coming week, but the next two weeks I will address that um, formally. What do you think, as our uh, NWA on Fire heavyweight champion, what do, you, what do you think of what Brian Fury brings to the table? Uh, he's very convinced how fabulous he is. He's got an attitude, but he's an excellent technical wrestler. I do give him that. He can brawl, and he's a good uh, technical wrestler, but I think he's a little uh, uh, too egotistical in a lot of ways, which is, you know, part of his character. And uh, But I've never been one when somebody says, hey, do this about me. I've never been one of these people to say, All right, okay, I generally say, do it when we're ready. Wow. Well, I mean, you don't pull any punches. Uh, let, let me get your thoughts on, on a broader scale. As far as the business, I mean, you've, you've been around the business for a while. You've written a lot of stuff about the business. And, and look, wrestling has changed so much when you go back to the 80s when it exploded, uh, going into the Attitude Era, and now commonly referred to as the uh, the PG Era, I guess, at least mm-hmm. when it comes to the WWE. What, what yes. do you think of the wrestling business and everything involved? What do you think of wrestling right now? I love it. I love if you, if you take away all the window dressing and really look at it, what is it? It's still two or four or battle royal guys in the ring doing what they always did. That hasn't changed. Some of what's changed is they're a little more streamlined and faster than the super heavyweights were from years back. Um, but all in all, it's the same product, but it's a ton of window dressing. And it's a lot of scenarios and skits and entertainment. But it all boils down to you going to see that main event of The Rock against John Cena or Triple H against Brock Lesnar or um, uh, Kurt Angle against AJ Styles. So you're going to see two guys in the ring. That's what it's all about when it comes down to that. Well, speaking of of the guys that are are popular now and the up-and-coming guys, you you had done a, a video where uh, you asked, is is Ryback ready? And he, mm-hmm. he appears to be the heir apparent. Is, in your opinion, is Ryback ready? I thought so. And le- uh, on Monday Night Raw, on last night's Raw, Monday Night Raw, depending upon when people are listening to this, um, I think in ring he's ready. I'm not sure about the uh, microphone Ryback yet. But my, the answer is yeah. I think uh, Ryback was ready a while ago. Interesting. We're I talking. Really about... I, I think he's a monster, and I think as a bad guy champion to send guys like John Cena and all these other guys after him, I think that's pay-per-view box office. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, he's, he's such an imposing figure. Uh, could really be a great bad guy champion. And, uh, and you can't he... go. You can't go by the internet fans. You have to go by the fans that when I go to the matches sometimes and I sit in the mezzanine in Philadelphia or at Madison Square Garden and I listen to the people who aren't quote-unquote smart fans, the kids that love this and watch it and give themselves over to it, they think Ryback's a monster. They think he'll be champion. You have to. Those are the people that really count, not the smart fans on the Internet. Do you think that Ryback could benefit from a manager type? Um, I've always liked managers, so it depends 
who the guy was. If they put Paul Heyman in with him there as a surprise, I think that would be great. We're I, talking think, to I think Absolutely. he should be part of the Shield. I think he should be the leader of the Shield. You think that? I mean, they've been hinting at like a surprise, uh, mm-hmm. surprise other members. Do you think even? And do you think creatively they can make that work, even though the Shield has given them beat down a few times? Sure. There's always an excuse for doing something. Hey Amen. And that, that's you know, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing that either. And we're talking to Bill After from OneWrestling.com, legendary journalist. Uh, I'd like to go back a little bit again, looking at some of the videos you, you've posted uh, as of late, and uh, some interesting stuff on. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, he's doing the DDP yoga. Uh, you had spoken with him, and he's got a very interesting goal for 2014. Uh, number one, why don't you explain your talk a little bit about your interaction with Jake the Snake, and do you think it's realistic for him to uh, attain his goal in 2014? I've known Jake the Snake Roberts since he first started way back in Bill Watts' territory. I've seen i got to do my Jake imitation. I've seen that guy go through hell and back. A little Jake Roberts imitation there. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've seen every facet of his life. I've been there through every facet of his life. And I've never seen him this invigorated. Um, it's up to the WWE whether they'll bring, them in, bring him in or not. I think it would be great to do it. Also, it would probably be a great year, 2014, to put him in the Hall of Fame. Back in, uh, you know, since it's going to be in New Orleans, and he was king of the world down there for a long time. Um, I think a January Royal Rumble with him entered in it uh, would be uh, would be something really, really good. I'd like to see it. I'd like I, to see I, it. I, 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 but again, they have to trust to bring him in. It's not his call, unfortunately. Bill, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier about the Internet, um, the, the, the smart marks, the Internet fans, and you've been around the business a long time, especially involved with the magazines. Do you think the Internet killed, you know, the, you know, the Internet killed the wrestling magazines and have put somewhat of a damper on the wrestling business with, you know, the spoilers and, and, and all the news and the rumors that float around? Do you think that has hurt the wrestling business in the past? No, no, no it didn't really hurt it. It didn't kill it. It brought it onto a different level. Uh, did it hurt the wrestling magazines? Absolutely. Absolutely, because people don't collect magazines like they used to uh, in almost every genre. It's true with even the Star, Star Trek people, everything. Magazines don't sell what they used to. The Internet has definitely hurt the collectability of that type of thing, but it's taken it to a, a different level where there are uh, spoilers and smart fans and all that. They still watch it. They haven't um, run away from it. They still watch it, but they're getting their news in a different in a different fashion. It, it didn't hasn't killed wrestling. It's hurt the magazines definitely. I mean, no question about it. The company I work for right now only has one wrestling magazine, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and it's every other month. We used to do 12, 13 wrestling magazines uh, every other month. So, yeah, it, it definitely has hurt that, but it's a different type of fan. And uh, it has not hurt the business, no, because everybody knows what's going on. Everybody is uh, giving ideas about what they think the companies should do and all that. So it's still stimulating people's minds. 
Interesting. Another question I'd like to ask you. You've been around a, a, a very long time, and I don't you mean to... You guys keep saying that, by the way. I'm not like 95. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, I don't mean to date you, or, or, but... You can't um, date me. My wife would get very upset. But anyway. <laughs> um, you know, you've been... You, you've you've taken, you know... Like I said, you, you've seen a lot. What I've is been, the biggest... I started. I started in 1970, but to be honest with you, I was a fan... Way back in the early 60s, and I really started going around interviewing wrestlers in the mid-60s when I was doing my radio shows. That, that, uh, no, that's, that's something I didn't even know. But yeah. back to my question, what is the, the biggest wrestling event or that you have ever been a part of, any like the, where you were just like so amazed that the, that the one thing that comes to your mind that, that you were a part of, what's the biggest wrestling event that you've ever been involved in? God, there's, when, well, when you're saying involved, you mean covering? Well, covering or even or, or, or even just you know being there as a fan, you know. I mean, because there's involvement from the audience too, you know. I mean, it's, well, the, it, it differs from uh, from. The decades. I mean, back back when I first started, um, uh, Bruno San Martino against Pedro Morales at Chase Stadium uh, was one of those. Then uh, WrestleMania at the Pontiac Silverdome when Hulk Hogan lifted Andre the Giant. Um, Hogan against The Rock uh, was amazing. All the Starcades were incredible. There was nothing like Starcade. They were Absolutely phenomenal uh, shows. Uh, I think the one thing where I made, uh, I don't know if this is turning the question around, where I made my mark in the business, is that like a fair part of this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is is that I put Jerry Lawler together with Andy Kaufman, and that became the one angle that Vince McMahon Jr. wished he had done. Now, that, would you say that that was that was probably the first celebrity involvement in a wrestling storyline? Would you? Would, it would wasn't. It, be it wasn't. There were, but that was the first one that went totally worldwide. Can you can you take us a little? I, I mean, I didn't know that, and that that to me is. I mean, I've watched the the documentary about that angle. I, I I've always thought that 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 whole angle was was just absolutely brilliant. Can you take us a little bit inside? Uh, just doing absolutely, it. absolutely. And, and Andy Kaufman used to come to Madison Square Garden, and he'd go backstage, and he'd hang around the guys, and he knew who I was. He used to buy the magazines, and he had asked Vince Senior about him wrestling at the Garden, and Vince Senior would tell he was not into this, into shtick, and he he would say, "Hey, get get rid of this guy." So one night after the matches is. Calvin was a huge star on Taxi. Uh, I invited him back to my apartment where I was living with a uh, Australian girl wrestler, Susan Sexton. I said, come on back to my apartment. We'll take a taxi from the garden. He says, no, 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 let's take the subway. Huge star on Taxi, Latka. Ride the subway to my apartment in, in Kew Gardens, Queens. Got up to my apartment. All he's talking about is Buddy Rogers. He wants to be like Buddy Rogers or Fred Blassie. So I said, you know what? I got a friend in Memphis, Tennessee, because Vince McMahon senior won't let. Let's call him. He says one o'clock in the morning. You can't call him. I said Andy. He's a wrestler. So I call Lord and He says you got Andy Kaufman, the guy from Taxi, in your little roach-infested apartment. I said, hang on. 
And I put him on, and that's what started the whole thing. And Lawler and Jarrett took it from there, and Jimmy Hart, and they took it, and they nurtured it. Next day, Kaufman was down in uh, Memphis within a few days, and that's what got it all started. And it was, uh, and when, then when they did the Letterman show, that was the shot heard all around the world. I was there in the green room for that, and uh, man, it was intense, absolutely intense. But yeah, that was the first real major celebrity involvement in the business as far as I'm concerned. And and you were one of the guys on the inside that you knew while this whole thing was going on. I put them together. If it wasn't for me, they never would have met. And you knew it was all a work? No, absolutely not. Not at the beginning. At the beginning, I introduced them where it was going to go. I had no idea. I didn't want to know. I told Jerry Lola, whatever you're doing with this thing, I don't want to know. Just let me cover it. Wow, that's uh, what was what was the vibe like backstage during Letterman? Oh, nuts! Because people were scared. People were totally. You have to understand, it was a different day, different age, and people didn't laugh at those kind of things. When somebody went crazy like Andy Kaufman did, um, and slapping Lawler, that crossed the line of was it fake or was it real? At that point, it was real. Period. The end. Well, that that that's amazing. That's again, it's one of my. You know, I I never get tired of watching that old footage uh, and how that, oh, that yeah, yeah. whole storyline ran. That that's amazing. Yeah, and I knew I knew Andy very well, and he was very serious about wanting to be a wrestler. I never thought he was a genius comedian. I never did. Uh, there were times I thought when he played Latka, I loved it. But I saw him do stand up many, many times, and I, you know, thought he was okay. But he became a friend. So, and to this day, Jerry Lawler, still, whenever someone brings that up, he always brings out the fact that I put them together. Well, that that's amazing. Thank you. I mean, what a great story. I, I don't know how to follow that up. That was that was just amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's true. I, one thing I'd actually like to ask you, interestingly enough, uh, over the course of, of the show and over the years, uh, you know, we had Tito Santana on once. Uh, we had B. Brian Blair on, and, and we got into discussions about who the greatest of all time was. And uh, they asked, well, in the ring, like working with or draw? And I said, no, like working, like if you had to give it to someone the best of all time. And I'm asking you this because I actually saw the video that's posted right now on your website on OneWrestling.com. Uh, both of them actually said Paul Orndorff. Uh, they Who both, said that? That was Tito Santana and B. Right. Brian. Uh, both of them said there was not one guy that they would rather be in the ring with, uh, one guy who could read a crowd and change the match if need be. Uh, they just they, they couldn't say enough about him. And he's a guy that, you know, at least I think that he doesn't get the accolades and he's not mentioned in the same breath as, as the greats. Where, where do you see... Paul Orndorff, as far as uh, his place in wrestling history? Oh, one of the top 20, 25, definitely. I don't see him as number one, and I think he's he's an excellent wrestler. But it, it would take me ages to sit down and rank the 25 top wrestlers, and he would be among those, that's for sure. Who is aside from like the the best? Like who who is your favorite? Did you have a, a guy that you just loved? Oh, I, I, again, it was it was it was different guys through different years. 
when I was a kid, it was Buddy Rogers and Antonino Rocca. Those were my two favorite wrestlers growing up. Um, 70s, um, Bruno San Martino, um, Mil Mascaris, um, Harley Race, of course, uh, you have to put in there. Um, Ted DiBiase, when he first started wrestling, uh, when he was with the NWA. Jack Briscoe, nobody mentions him in a lot of those lists. And he and Dory Funk Jr., you got to put them right at the top. Luthez. Well, we're talking about pure wrestlers now. We're not talking about wrestler showmen. If you had a separate wrestler showman category, then you'd have to go with people like Hulk Hogan, The Rock. You know, that that's a totally different list. Mil Mascaris. Mil Mascaris was always um, one of my favorites. And the reason being, and I don't care, a lot of guys don't like him. They say he's a prima donna, he's this and that. But when I started watching him on the Los Angeles Olympic Auditorium shows back in the mid-'70s, he made everything look so easy. Somebody put him in a hole, he'd go right out of it. He had fluid motion that I never saw in any other wrestler. What are your thoughts on John Cena? Oh, I think John Cena is tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. It took a while to find his groove, but... Um, I think he's tremendous. He, when if you put him in the ring and you need to, you need him to wrestle, he can wrestle. Is he one of your favorites and, to watch nowadays, or who do you like to watch? Say that again. Who do you who do you like to watch in the business right now? Oh well, The Rock, of course. I think The Rock is uh, electrifying. Um, Chris Jericho, um, Ziggler. I think Ziggler is an excellent uh, wrestler. Um. Yeah, I mean those are those are the guys at the top. Ric Flair, of course, you got to put in there as well. And one of the finest, finest guys who ever stepped in the ring, who I would say would probably be in my top five, is Ricky Steamboat. There's another guy who I don't think gets the accolades that he deserves. No, Trem- he doesn't. A tremendous competitor, uh, and you know, and a few years ago at WrestleMania, he still. Uh, could go in the ring. Uh, just the, mm-hmm. the shape that guy keeps himself in is is yeah. amazing. Uh, before I let you go, there's one other question I'd like to ask you. And being involved uh, in the NWA on Fire TV show, and you know the NWA has. By the changed. way, Luthez also, of course, needs to be in that Luthez. list. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, you know the the NWA state of flux right now. Uh, new ruling uh, body. Uh, you know, the NWA on Fire TV show, Rob Conway now, the uh, the world heavyweight champion. Good champion. Good champion. Good. He, Rob Conway looks like a champion. That's what a champion needs to look like. And do you think that's important, the, the look of a champion? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree. Do you think the NWA can reclaim at least part of its former glory? Only if they have the... TV outlets to do it. The success of what the wrestling business now depends on exposure. People ask me, hey, Bill, can TNA compete with WWE? And I say, yes, if they have exactly the same TV and worldwide saturation of everything. That way they could compete. So if the National Wrestling Alliance was on a national platform, 
like the WWE, then people, of course, are exposed to it and they're able to watch it. That's that's the secret. Everything today is the exposure of how big it is. WWE is the exposure machine. They have more outlets than any other wrestling or sports entertainment um, company. Do you think it would so, be better for the business if there was a little more competition? Competition is always good. It makes people work harder. Sure. Absolutely. But WWE now has got another foothold up on this by opening up this WWE Performance Center in uh, Florida, where that's where the guys are going to train. And they're going to be trained not just to wrestle and perform, but do interviews. It's going to be, it's going to be a factory, a performance factory. This is yeah. something this is something that should have been done, done ages ago. Uh the National Wrestling Alliance to come back needs more TV. In the meantime though, I was thrilled when um the Savoldi family and I came to agree on me doing a segment. I couldn't get to Parsippany, New Jersey every week to tape, um so we figured out a way for me to do it in my studio in my office here. And uh, I've been getting a lot of great response, so I really want to thank the people. I did many, many years of interviews and commentary and stuff for the Svaldis back in the IWCCW days, and thank them because it's some of the best times of my life was on uh, trips all around the world with them. Um, so I'm thrilled to be part of NWA on Fire because of their involvement, and uh, yours as well, by the way. Um, everybody conducts themselves very professionally, and uh, I, I'm thrilled to be at NWA on Fire. And and I I gotta just say I thought it was a great uh, get by us at NWA on Fire to bring you on on board. I think it's uh, it's you. a great segment. Uh, it's, it's a great it's great giving us uh, a sense of history, and it's really been uh, amazing. The special three week series we're doing uh, showcasing the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, putting uh, you know your interviews in the mix with the Hall of Famers and and the matches. It's just been uh, a lot of fun, uh, Bill. I can't thank you enough for for being on tonight and giving us uh, some stories. Be sure to check out Bill Apter's website, uh, onewrestling dot com. Uh, and you look- can also go to you can also go to onewrestlingvideo dot com to see all the videos we have up as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much, and we'd love to have you on sometime in the future. Oh, we will definitely do it, and I want to tell all the uh, our fans of NWA uh, on fire that I appreciate all the uh, emails you've been sending to be after at onewrestling.com, telling me uh, people from Long Island, from Manhattan, from Maine. I even got one from, uh, I think it was someone in Australia that catches the show there, too. And I'm not talking about catching it on the Internet. I'm talking about it on one of their TV stations. So that NWA on Fire network is huge. And uh, I just mentioned in the segment that I taped tonight, we'll leak it right on here, is that I'm trying to hook um, NWA NWA on Fire up with several other organizations to maybe showcase some of their matches as well on the NWA on Fire network. That'd be great. I'm I'm all on board for that. Let's uh, see how big we can take this thing. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you really, really soon. Sounds great. Thank you both, and thank you to all you great listeners. And keep listening to this great show. And can we? Can I hear some more Portuguese music on the way out? 
We're going to take a commercial break, so you'll hear some during the commercial break. I love what you're going to do when that Portuguese music runs all over you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Bill. Wow. Bill After, what a character. we got to take a commercial break, guys. Be sure to give us a call, 347-838-9815. We'll talk a little bit more about what Bill After gave us and out to your calls and whatever you guys want to talk about. We'll be right back. Transmitter Iron Band Radio, 1640M. Os restaurantes Iberia Taverna e Iberia Península são fantásticos. Boa alimentação, boa bebida e uma equipa fantástica onde está incluída a Beta Marques e ficam situados. Iberia Taverna, no 80 da Ferry Street e também na 63 da Ferry Street, o Iberia Península. E o Luís, vai lá. Eu vou. E são propriedades de Jorge Fernando e João Loureiro. O Iberia é o mais antigo restaurante português ao serviço da nossa comunidade. Você vai lá. Eu também vou. Galinheiro Shorty Poultry Market, onde encontra todos os dias e aos melhores preços galinhas, galos, patos, perus e mais, coelhos e pombos e ainda ovos orgânicos diretamente do farm. Galinheiro Shorty Poultry Market, propriedade de Ibsul Fonseca, no 52 da Madison Street in York, com o telefone 973-344-6764. O galinheiro faz a diferença. A Ferry Street Barbecue apresenta dois detalhes que os destacam pela qualidade na confecção dos pratos e pelo atendimento personalizado. São conhecidos como um dos melhores frangos assados das redondezas. Ferry Street Barbecue fazem todo o tipo de grelhados no carvão, destacando-se frango e fibras, entre outros. E não se esqueça que aos sábados temos leitão à bairrada e aos domingos dobrado e leitão. Ferry Street Barbecue, aberto todos os dias das 9 da manhã às 10 da noite. Ferry Street Barbecue, 89 Ferry Street em Newark, telefones 973-344-7337 ou 973-344-7383. A Easy Tech Computers tem uma variedade de produtos na área de informática. Completa linha de laptops, acessórios e sistemas de segurança. Problemas com o seu computador? A Easy Tech é autorizada e com garantia em Apple, Dell, Sony, HP e Toshiba. Venha conhecer a nossa linha completa de cursos ou acesse no nosso website. Aproveite para se profissionalizar e ganhar mais. Easy Tech Computers, a sua empresa de informática. Estamos localizados no 41 da Merchant Street, em Newark, New Jersey. O penteado é a moldura do rosto. New Lisbon Hair Studio dá-lhe o toque final. Temos ao seu dispor uma equipa com larga experiência, especializada em penteados de noivas, carapim, permanentes, corte, coloração, brushing, pedicure e manicure. New Lisbon Hair Studio, no 95 Merrill Street, em Newark, New Jersey, ao telefone 973-589-8435. New Lisbon. Salão aberto às novas tendências e à magia que conserva a beleza e juventude. Transmite Iron Band Radio, 1640 AM. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in. The Ken Reed Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Give us a call, 347-838-9815. Uh, before we get into it, uh, Dave, man, another one of those moments. I, I'm sitting here. I got goosebumps. I can't wipe the smile off my face. Uh, Mr. Bill After was amazing. 
Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I remember going back as a kid and, you know, the magazines, and, you know, he talked about the magazines he was part of with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. and I mean, God, I, you know, and I, I guess talk to the guy now, you know, you know, some 28 years later. I mean, it's uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, it, you know, I, I honestly, I've always been a huge fan of the uh, Andy Kaufman Lawler angle, especially when it was done. Um, you know, I I had no idea that Bill was the one that introduced the two of them, so that was that was really cool to hear. Um, you know, and on top of everything, I'm not that ugly, so it was. I think all in all, it was it was a good day. It was a good interview. <laughs> Well, the, the jury's still out on me until like a friend requests Bill on Facebook. So I mean, you know, we'll, I'll have to I'll have to get Bill's assessment, and I'll keep everyone updated on the Dave Rosenbluth ugly status uh, for the rest of the week. Yeah, that, that was just that was just absolutely incredible. What a great guy! And I, you know, he's one of those guys that like I just I, I would love to have him back on just to get more uh, insight on the business. Uh, you know, interesting his take on things. Uh, you know, basically flat out said, don't listen to the smart fans. Um, you know, uh, loves loves John Cena, loves what Cena brings to the table. Uh, interesting stuff about Ryback. So uh, all in all, great talk about uh, yesteryear and also uh, a good take on today's business. So we'd love to have Bill after. And again, thank you for being on. Okay, we teased it in the beginning of the show. And I know we had put it on Facebook that it was going to be a special announcement. So I kind of gave you a little bit of, of what's going on with us. But now I want to give you... All the details, May 31st, to benefit the Rockland County Relay for Life, the American Cancer Society, the Ken Reedy Show, is sponsoring a tap-out cancer night. Essentially, it's just going to be a fun night for wrestling fans. That's what it is. Figured we'd keep it simple. Why not just hang out, watch some wrestling and make some money for a good cause. So here's the deal. Right now, as of now, Dave LaGreca from Busted Open, Sirius XM, their wrestling show, the you know one of the best wrestling shows out there. Um, my mentor, uh, he's going to be in attendance at, that evening, so you can come down, talk a little wrestling with Dave LaGreca. And uh, our friend who's been on the show a couple times, uh, you may know know him as Little Guido. You may know him as Nunzio. Uh, but he is going to be in attendance as well, hanging out, just watching some wrestling, having some drinks, eating some food. So the Peppermill South in Congress, New York, they are dedicating 20% of all food and booze or soda, if you drink that, to the Relay for Life. And... Uh, we're working on right now on getting some autographed pictures, some merchandise. Uh, NWA on Fire is going to hook us up with some stuff. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll have some details on exactly uh, what we're going to be raffling off and what's going to be there. So we're, we'll have more and more details. But each and every week, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be adding more stuff on. But there'll be stuff to raffle off. All the raffle money, 100% of the raffle money, We'll go to the Rockland County Relay for Life. So, you know what? You're going to be, you wrestling fans out there, you're going to be home watching SmackDown anyway. You're going to be watching NWA on Fire if you happen to get the right cable company anyway. Why not come down, watch some wrestling, have something to eat, and the money will go for a good cause. It's just going to be a real fun night for wrestling fans. Just hang out and talk wrestling. 
and hopefully we'll be adding some more stuff to the event. But again, that's May 31st from 8 o'clock to midnight. It's a Friday night. We'll be watching SmackDown and NWA at fire, on fire at the Peppermill South in Congers, New York. And we'll be setting up a, an event is actually set up right now on Facebook. It's called the Ken Reedy Show. Sponsors tap out cancer. So go there. We'll post details there. We'll post details on the website and on the Facebook. But uh, it should be a really fun night for wrestling fans. And it's going to a good cause. So we're excited to be part of that. And that was the special announcement. But we had to get Bill Apter on right away. So that's what we'll be doing on May 31st. So it should be a, a fun night, Dave. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I won't make any promises, but if my schedule frees up, I think I might actually make an appearance at this. Relay for Life is always a uh, good cause, and uh, I'd love to be a part of it. So, uh, you know, the the, the long-distance co-host with the most might be in the building that night. Not well, making any promises, but I, I would I would love to be there. But, see, that's good stuff. So you keep the listeners in suspense. That's one of the things we we can add as the as the time goes on, like that the you'll be making well, an the, the slow build to the payoff comes. You know what I mean. <laughs> the payoff is if you show up at the pepper mill and I'm in the, and, and I'm there or not. That's, that's the payoff. <laughs> that should As be they a say in the business. <laughs> so again, May thirty first is is the day uh, we want to see all of you. We want to just we want the pepper mill south to be at a point where like we want to having to turn people away. That that place is so packed. And we make it so much money for the American Cancer Society. So come on down, enjoy a fun night and watching wrestling. We're going to go out to the phones, 347-838-9815. You want to talk Raw, you want to talk Bill Apter, you want to, whatever you want to talk about in the world of wrestling, uh, bring it to us. And as always, we got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Hey, guys. Man, that was an awesome interview. I got to say, I got to say, I had over us. You know, hearing about the... Uh, the Lawler Andy Kaufman, uh, you know, how how that came to be. I never knew it was uh, you know, uh, after uh, you know was the brain was the uh, brains behind that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I had no idea. I mean, it, it's I mean, you know, he it's funny because he, he's uh, it seems like he's 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 a humble guy, but he, you know, he, and he doesn't want to take credit for the uh, the storyline. But introducing them, I mean, that's I can't imagine what it must have been like having Andy Kaufman in his apartment. And me either. That uh, probably really probably pretty pretty thrilling for him, I would think. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, so yeah, that was a great interview. And um, as far you know, like uh, I guess we can get into Raw. You know, Raw. I thought Raw was all right last night. You know, they. Um, I think the best part was the six man, you know, Taker, Kane, and uh, Daniel Bryan in the Shield. I I really enjoyed that. Even Jericho Ziggler, I thought was a really good back and forth match too. Like you know, the um. Finish of that was a little, you know, just you know, the, uh, everyone's favorite music played, and then uh, <laughs> I distracted Jericho, and then you know it was just like, <laughs> so. But but I thought I thought Jericho and Ziggler had a good match, despite you know, uh, the Fandango's music playing, and that just distracting Jericho for no for <laughs> for no apparent reason. But I you know, like I said, I thought it was a good show. The only part I I didn't really go for was uh, was the end. I mean, you know, it's like you know, Cena. Um, or the Foley Ryback, I thought Foley was good on his promo with the, you know, with Ryback. I thought that part was good. You know, Mixo was good on the mic. Um, but you know, Ryback is, he's a little, you know, he's, I mean, he's not the greatest Mike, Mike, Mike guy. But uh, you know, even, um, but uh, you know, it was like Cena coming in and like, you know, and then, you know, it's like first the, the Shield runs or the Shield attacks him, and then 
Cena runs him off, and then he lays out right back. So it's like, you know, this is the guy that Cena's going to seem to just laid out the guy he's going to be uh, facing on pay-per-view. So it's like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll say if, if you want to go positive with the ending, uh, I'm intrigued because I'm kind of curious where they're going to go uh, on one hand. On the other hand, there were parts of it that seemed uh, maybe a little disjointed. Um, what I found weird, and again, that's why I'm curious where they're going to go with it, is the promo with Foley. Ryback's a heel. I mean, there's oh, no yeah, debating that. I mean, he was just—he was a jerk to Foley. I mean, he—he he was a heel. There's no a, during that moment. There was no gray area as far as Ryback's character. Um, but then the Shield comes in and beats. So you have a heel. Now again, you could always have a heel faction beat up another heel. I mean, it's not like that's not possible. But it was—it was kind of odd. And then you know, I get it. All right, Cena. You know. Has to plant Ryback at the at the end of Raw. I mean, I get that, but uh, I, you're right. It was kind of a, a weird ending. I, I wouldn't say it was horrific, but I wouldn't say it was amazing either. It, at, on some levels, it, it did have me scratching my head. What do you think of the end, Dave? I mean, it to me it made sense. A lot of people you know, didn't really care for the ending, but the Shield doesn't like anybody. Okay, they've beaten just about anybody. Um, and especially Ryback and their history with Ryback, just because he's changed his personality or his views on John Cena doesn't mean that the, that the Shield has changed their views on Ryback and they could still go after him. So it made sense that they jumped him. And it and it made sense that Cena made the save for Ryback for a couple of reasons. Number one, being the you know good guy that he is, he wants Ryback at 100%, so when he beats him, there's no excuse you know, that, that you know, he beat a, a hurt and beaten Ryback because of the shield. And number two, he wanted his revenge because Ryback left him laying the week before. So, I mean, it, to me, it just it, to me it all made sense. I, mean, I, was, I didn't really pick at it. Um, and, you know, by the way, you know, if, if you're listening out there, John Cena, thank you very much because I won some fantasy wrestling points because of you making that save at the end of the show. In fact, I, you know, I did pretty well with with you coming out at the end, but overall, I thought the segment was fine. And I'm not gonna, you know, nitpick and, and and critique every little thing about it, and that's just my opinion. Do you think, Tony? Before I let you go, I'm just curious. Uh, you know, we we asked Bill after this. Uh, you know, do you, do you think do you think Ryback's ready? Do you think he's ready to be the guy in the company? Ah, difficult to say. You know, I mean, I think probably not just yet. I, I mean, he's he's still a little. You know, probably needs a little bit more seasoning, but I mean, it's like he's been. You know, they did give him a t- like a top, um, you know, push before when he uh, with CM Punk back in the, back in October. Um, you know, but now I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if he's ready for a run with it, I mean, it's a thing, like, I don't. I, I actually thought that he was better as a face because the fans were really getting behind him. You know, it's like they. I actually think that I don't know. I hope the heel turn doesn't really like do anything to do anything to uh, you know that devil. It, it's an excellent character because that that uh you know that Phoebe Moore chant was really over and uh, it, it is it's not that I I mean I think the character you know as as just a big bully and the way he is physically it, it works as a heel I I just don't know if it was necessary just yet um, it was just interesting because I just thought the character was so over uh, as a face but. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, I thought Bill Apter brought up a good point. A guy of his physical stature, 
to be a heel champion, a dominant heel champion um, that everyone is trying to dethrone, you know, could make for uh, some real solid uh, wrestling programming. Uh, we'll see exactly where they're going to go with it. Um, Tony, as always, thank you for the call. Tony is our expert blogger, uh, blogging on Raw, SmackDown, and Impact. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for the call, Tony. We're going to stick with the phones right now. We're going to go to Mr. Trivia, who is able to call us in today. Mr. Trivia, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Just uh, breaking away from the office here for a quick minute. We're going to have we're having a uh, top rope open house tonight, so we're just That's breaking we want. away for a second to call you. At their jobs to come and call into the Ken Reedy show. Thank you. <laughs> what do you got? No problem. First of all, guys, uh, Dave, I want to uh, echo your same uh, sentiments. I got myself some extra points last night with the Cena run in. I mean, I didn't win, and I wasn't uh, as skilled as you were, but I had a great time. Now, fantasy wrestling is awesome. Um, guys, one thing I'd like to ask uh, permission, so to speak, from the Ken Reedy show. I've got my top rope sign ready for Thursday night. I'd also like to make me up a, a Ken Reedy sign, Ken Reedy show sign for the hold up at the uh, DNA Indiana show, if it's okay with you guys. Dude, that would be awesome. More than welcome to, would he? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want to infringe or anything or step on anybody's toes. I figured I'd ask permission first. No, no that's cool. You wait. All right, cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm just going to have my top rope sign, and then I'll just hold up. Hopefully, they'll be able to put it on camera because I found out where our seats are going to be sitting, where we're going to be sitting is normally where, like, the shield will come out. I'm not the shield, um, aces and eights. So hopefully if one of them comes out or something, they got the camera on there, hopefully the sign will be held up and everything. But uh, hopefully they'll get it on camera, and I can wave and say hi, Mom, and everything else, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> Uh, excellent interview with Bill After. I remember Bill way back in the day, a long time ago, with uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Great guy. I saw the interview we did with Jake. But uh, one thing that uh, you guys have been uh, making points on is this thing with Ryback. Uh, I really think, like you said too, Ken, that uh, it did solidify Ryback's role as a heel with what he did uh, talking with Mick Foley and everything. And uh, he, I, I think he's he's ready. I think he's ready. I'm not saying he's going to beat John Cena uh, at the next pay-per-view. He might uh, get a second shot at it and take it then, you know, build it up a little bit more. But I think he's going to be uh, – I think he's he's possibly ready as far as championship goes. He still needs a little work on the mic, but uh, I think he'll do just fine. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's he's one of those guys that – when he, I didn't think that he would take off like he did. I mean, the the Ryback craze. I mean, the crowd got so into the feed me more. I mean, this guy, you know, shot up the the ranks real quickly. I couldn't say that I, you know, saw this guy as as a main eventer. Um, you know, he's obviously a physical specimen. He's he's strong as hell. Uh, I, I think the WWE did a good job at at building him up uh, over time. He is a monster right now. Um, I'm just I I am curious where they're going to go here. Uh you know, he might be ready. Uh you know, a lot of times when you take that chance on someone though, you you never know if they're ready in, until you try. And some guys, you know, they get the strap and they they fold and and you could tell, wow, they just really weren't ready, but some guys, you know, are able to you know, take the proverbial ball and run with it. So uh 
We'll see what happens. I'm curious, so you know, it being so so soon after WrestleMania, are, are we going to have such a short title run out of John Cena, or are we going to have uh, you know John Cena go over on Ryback as well? Um, interesting to see yeah, what, I, where else that's going to go. Yeah, what do you think for all, over overall, uh, Miss Trivia? Um, I'd have to say it wasn't too bad. You know, like I said, I mean, it hasn't been. Uh, I mean, you know, it hasn't been as great as it's been the last couple of weeks, but I would I would probably say I would have gave it probably a solid C plus. I mean, there wasn't really much uh I really didn't think there was much involvement by the Undertaker in that match. I would have liked to have seen him uh get in there more and uh you know, kind of handle the shield by himself so to speak during the match. But other than that it was it wasn't too bad of a show. Yeah, I mean the thing. I'll be honest with you though. You know, it would have been nice to see the Undertaker maybe a little more. But and, and we talked at length. You know, going into WrestleMania, and you know, look, the Undertaker. No disrespect. Love the Undertaker. You know, and, and no disrespect ever intended to that man. Um, but there was doubt. You know, what does he have left in the tank? Um, I thought he looked good. Uh, limited. You know, shorter match. But I, I thought Taker looked good. Um, I'm not saying the guy could handle a, a full-time schedule, but, you know, I found myself last night watching Raw thinking, all right, you know what, why not, you know, why not wrestle at 30? Like, he still, let's say he still has it like he used to, but, you know, the guy still knows how to work a match, and I thought, as far as health-wise goes, I, I thought he looked good in the ring last night. Yeah, really. Two more quick points, guys, uh, before I get back in, as people are starting to pile in here. Um First order, first thing I want to mention to you is um, I gave your well wishes to Ox Baker. He said, thank you very much. He's doing fine. He should be out of the hospital by the weekend. And um, I think if they do bring up a fourth member of the Shield, what are the odds of it being Randy Orton? That's anything's possible. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. You know, it's it's interesting you brought that point up there, Mr. Trivia, because – WWE.com actually did an article about the possibility of a fourth member of the Shield and that fourth member possibly being Jack Swagger. Um, I don't know if a fourth member of the Shield is good because the act that the, the, the three of them had has worked so well for, for since they've debuted. They've been the most consistently produced, booked, you know, Group, angle, storyline, whatever, on television, on, on WWE TV since they started. You haven't really yeah. seen any kind of, you know, change in their characters, and it's been solid and strong, and they've been improving. And, you know, their, their, their matches, they've, they've used the shield almost when it comes to wrestling as, like, a special attraction. They've only had mm-hmm. three official matches on Raw on television and three pay-per-view matches. So... It, it makes it feel kind of special when you see them wrestle, kind of like when it was back in the day when you would watch wrestling on Saturday morning and you wouldn't see Hulk Hogan every week. You'd maybe see him once every couple of months defend the title on TV against a Don Morocco or a big John Studd. But it, it, may, it, it kind of brings that old-school factor of, of, of the way that they have booked wrestlers and you know producing it on television, at least to me. Um, I, I to be honest with you, I like the three of them as is. I don't think a fourth member, you know, uh, could is 
it would, would help them. You know what I mean? The three of them together, I, I like that. I wouldn't change it um, unless there are circumstances where, you know, they need a fourth member. They need somebody to replace one of the other guys because, you know, they get hurt. Um, you know, I, I would keep it as is. You know what I mean? Right. And, and to me, like, if Randy Orton was the fourth member of the Shield, um, I mean, he would have to be the leader. But, I mean, you can make up an excuse as to why he joins up with them, but I just don't have He's bigger than that. And I think the Shield right now are good where they are, just the three of them, nobody else. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. i got to get back inside. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Thanks a lot, Mr. Trivia. Yeah, Dave, good points, and I want to piggyback on the Shield. I think, you know, to me, I think a fourth member could have worked. They've gone too far now. If earlier in their run there was, there was this mystery leader, if earlier in their run uh, they were, you know, Heyman brought them into, like, his stable, um, it would have worked. Uh, so I just think now, like, I agree with you, they've made it a special attraction, and at this point, I don't know, I feel like a, a fourth member – uh, would would almost feel like they're they're kind of forcing the issue, um, watering early, it down. Yeah, I mean, I I think early on they could have, you know, and they're worth yeah. it. Kept he kept helping CM Punk. I mean, if if early on in the run of the Shield, you know, it was Heyman, you know, and Heyman is is officially their manager and maybe not part of the Shield, but part of Heyman's stable. That CM Punk is part of the group. Um, you you could have made that work. Now, since it's been the three of them for so long and they've been, you know, dominant in their official matches and and fairly dominant in their beatdowns, uh, you know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I just don't know if that, that works right now. I, I kind of think the three of them, uh, you know, standing together, just the three of them works uh Best. Uh, I think you know, before, before you before you go on to another topic, I did want to point out. You know, Tony talked about the six man last night, but with the Shield and, and Undertaker, and I do agree there wasn't enough Undertaker in the match. But I will say the MVPs of that match were Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. I mean, Bryan just showed like this, and, and maybe it was because he got the tag with the Undertaker. But he, you know, not saying that he's not a hard worker, but he works his ass off in the ring all the time. But he really laid into Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins really played his part really well. Well, I, I thought the two of them really – that was probably the, some of the most exciting parts of the match was when the two of them got together. I mean, he kicked them, and then they did the toe out to the floor. I mean, it was just good stuff between the two of them. And I would love to see a one-on-one with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, to be honest with you, after watching that sequence of, of events that took place during the match. And, again, and that's the thing, you know, going forward, what are they going to do with the Shield? I mean, after a while – you know, these six-man tag matches, you, you got to figure they're going to have to split them up at some point and have them in one-on-one matches, have them, you know, doing other things. Even if it's tag matches, the other guy interferes. Uh, the six-man tag, you, you got to figure that eventually they got to split that up. So you're right. I mean, that sort of one-on-one matchup uh, would be absolutely tremendous. So, uh, you know, again, I think it's one of those things where the Shield right now, what they're doing is working. And if it you know, things do get old and things do get stale, and, and you never know when that's going to start to happen. But right now, I don't see it for the Shield and the way they've progressed the storyline. Uh, let these guys, let these three young guys do what they're doing, see how far they can go. Uh, at this moment right now, I, I think a fourth member just doesn't work. 
347-838-9815 is the number to call. You want to talk wrestling, here's the place to do it. You know what, on the other side of the break, we're going to get back into Ryback. Uh, Is Ryback the man? Can he be champion? Could he beat John Cena? More importantly, should he beat John Cena? Coming up at Extreme Rules. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk a little bit about The Rock, what's going on with him. And we're going to talk about fantasy wrestling. We had our first foray into it last night. What that's all about. We're going to tell you how much fun we had last night on the other side of the break. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We'll see you after the break. Transmitter Iron Man Radio, 1640M. A Ferry Street Barbecue apresenta dois detalhes que os destacam pela qualidade na confecção dos pratos e pelo atendimento personalizado. São conhecidos como um dos melhores frangos assados das redondezas. Ferry Street Barbecue fazem todo o tipo de grelhados no carvão, destacando-se frango e febras, entre outros. E não se esqueça que aos sábados temos leitão à bairrada e aos domingos dobrada e leitão. Ferry Street Barbecue, aberto todos os dias das 9 da manhã às 10 da noite. Ferry Street Barbecue, 89 Ferry Street em Newark, telefones 973-344-7337 ou 973-344-7383. O penteado é a moldura do rosto. New Lisbon Hair Studio dá-lhe o toque final. Temos ao seu dispor uma equipa com larga experiência, especializada em penteados de noivas, carapim, permanentes, corte, coloração, brushing, pedicure e manicure. New Lisbon Hair Studio no 95 Merrill Street, em Newark, New Jersey, ao telefone 973-589-8435. New Lisbon. Salão aberto às novas tendências e à magia que conserva a beleza e juventude. A Easy Tech Computers tem uma variedade de produtos na área de informática. Completa linha de laptops, acessórios e sistemas de segurança. Programas com o seu computador? A Easy Tech é autorizada e com garantia em Apple, Dell, Sony, HP e Toshiba. Venha conhecer a nossa linha completa de cursos ou acesse no nosso website. Aproveite para se profissionalizar e ganhar mais. Easy Tech Computers, a sua empresa de informática. Estamos localizados no 41 da Merchant Street, em Newark, New Jersey. Os restaurantes Iberia Tavern e Iberia Península são fantásticos. Boa alimentação, boa bebida e uma equipa fantástica onde está incluída a Beta Marques e ficam situados. Iberia Tavern, no 80 da Ferry Street e também no 63 da Ferry Street, o Iberia Península. E o Luís, vai lá. Eu vou. E são propriedades de Jorge Fernando e João Loureiro. O Iberia é o mais antigo restaurante português ao serviço da nossa comunidade. Você vai lá. Eu também vou. Galinheiro Shorty Poultry Market, onde encontra todos os dias e aos melhores preços galinhas, galos, patos, perus e mais, coelhos e pombos e ainda ovos orgânicos diretamente do farm. Galinheiro Shorty Poultry Market, propriedade de Ipsul Fonseca, no 52 da Madison Street in New York, com o telefone 973-344-6764. O galinheiro faz a diferença. Transmite Iron Band Radio, 1640 AM. And we're back, the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Dave, you know, every time I hear like the uh, 
the music playing, I have this this image of Bill After just kind of fandangoing to the, <laughs> the music. I didn't have that until you just mentioned it now, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of cool, though. I, I like thinking about us doing this show and the fact that he was like the only English-speaking uh, show, wrestling show on, uh, you know, when he first started off. It, it, it kind of, it was kind of cool, like hearing that. Um, but yeah, so three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Wanted to get back into the Ryback thing because I, I think Ryback right now is an interesting. He's in an interesting position because he's a guy who's ran a program already surrounding the WWE Championship. Uh, went after CM Punk, was unsuccessful in, in bringing home the WWE Championship. Uh, you do wonder how, as far as building up a character and building up this guy as an absolute monster, you know, how long can you let this guy go being unsuccessful bringing home the WWE Championship. At the same time, you had John Cena just defeats The Rock, his biggest challenge ever. He's got the title belt. Uh, makes for an interesting, do you have a short title run going into Extreme Rules? Uh, do you have some sort of uh, double DQ? Do you have, what What exactly do you, do you have, uh, you know, going into Extreme Rules? How do you book that match? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's good because it adds intrigue and going into a match wondering, well, like, how exactly are they going to to finish this match? Where are they going to go? Is is it Ryback's time? Uh, I find all that stuff really intriguing. But, Dave, I do wonder, is, is this a time that, uh, you know, that, that, he find, that Ryback finally goes over and brings home the gold because they're really trying to build him as this uber monster? Your thoughts? Well, it's possible. I mean, here's a couple of factors. Number one, um, you know, before Cena beat The Rock for the WWE Championship, John Cena had talked about the terrible year that he had had because of that loss to The Rock, um, being humiliated by John Laurinaitis, getting beaten to a bloody pulp by Brock Lesnar, uh, CM Punk defeating him on a number of occasions, Dolph Ziggler and AJ pulling a fast one on him and, and, and defeating him. So, I mean... There was he had gone through this, you know, this hellacious 2012. He finally gets back on track. He wins the Royal Rumble. He defeats The Rock, the one goal that he hasn't accomplished, defeating The Rock at WrestleMania on the grand stage. Now you put him in a situation with Ryback. And Ryback is coming off of quite a bit of, you know, a string of losses. I mean, you know, Ryback had been a victim of the Shield on more than one occasion, and CM Punk and losing, getting screwed out of the title. Um, Ryback was the runner-up in the 2013 Royal Rumble, losing to John Cena, and then Ryback fell short against Mark Henry. So, and knowing that this pay-per-view is extreme rules, I mean, there's going to be some sort of stipulation where there are no rules or no disqualifications or whatever. So it's kind of difficult with this situation. Either you, you you have John Cena lose the title to Ryback, and then that defeats the purpose of his whole, you know, road back to championship glory. And then, I mean, it helps Ryback, but it but it kind of kind of hurts the story that he had going towards. You know, it makes people look differently at the story that he had going towards WrestleMania against The Rock. At the same time, if you want to have him keep the title, 
you're going to, the pay-per-view is known as extreme rules. Like I said, there could be any kind of stipulation they put out there, whether it's a table match, a, a chairs match, a, an I quit, a last man standing. And then, you know, they would, if, if they wanted to keep Ryback looking strong because of the string of losses, you know, that he has had in the past six months, you can't exactly have him beat John Cena by a disqualification because there are no disqualifications. So it's interesting I wouldn't say the pickle they've put themselves in, but the situation that they're in right now. I almost want to say that maybe they should give the title to Ryback and have Cena chase him for a few months and have Ryback go through a couple of guys, have Ryback beat a Sheamus, have Ryback beat a Randy Orton or, or you know, or, or even a Chris Jericho if he's still around, you know, and have and, and make him a strong, dominant champion and, and, and build towards your future with him. Um, it's a very tricky situation. I honestly don't know where they're going to go with it, and it's intriguing as a wrestling fan that, you know, you don't exactly know what's going to happen. The only thing I could think of that they can go with this, and they can kind of go the, 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 the Steve Austin route, where let's say, for instance, they just have John Cena and Ryback at Extreme Rules in an I Quit match, just for argument's sake. And Cena puts, you know, him in the STFU or whatever they call it, the, you know, the, the submission hole. But Ryback doesn't say, I quit. Ryback just passes out from the pain, and the referee has no choice but to stop the match. That's probably the only way that where they can save face where Cena's still the champion, yet Ryback never said he quit, therefore he never really lost. And then you could build towards another match at the next pay-per-view. I mean, that's, that's the only route I could see it going or that would make sense to me at least. I mean, if there's anyone out there that wants to dispute that or has a better idea, you're more than welcome to call in, please. But that's just where I see it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting, you know, because they thrust Ryback into, you know, immediately. You know, WrestleMania ends and now Ryback's going after the title. Uh, you know, in, in building this guy, now, if, if you have him lose to Cena at Extreme Rules, uh, you have Cena come out of Extreme Rules, the champion, um you know, you can make that work, but for me, I just think building Ryback right now, ultimately, as far as the program goes, at some point, if they have a rematch, if, if something funky happens at Extreme Rules, wherever they go, at some point at the end of this program, Ryback has to come home with the gold. He has to win the WWE title, or to have him run two programs going after the WWE title and being unsuccessful in both those programs uh, to me it's going to be tough to you know continue trying to build him as this, this dominant monster you, you, I, I mean at this point now maybe they could have done something different with him coming out of WrestleMania but they've decided to do this they put him in this program they didn't they didn't have him go after the IC title or the U.S. Championship, they didn't have him do anything else. They didn't set a rivalry up with someone where there's no belt involved. They came out of WrestleMania and they said, all right, he's going after Cena. He's going after the WWE title. To me, I think at the end of this program, we have to see, at least for a period of time, WWE champion Ryback. Uh, it should be an interesting couple of months going forward uh it was a good raw and give us a call what, what you think about ryback where where should we go with ryback should ryback be the champion 347-838-9815 and it's time for our daily affirmation with justin justin are you there hi ken how you doing buddy 
All very good. So, what do you think? Is, is Ryback the man? Do you think Ryback should beat John Cena? Extreme rules. Ryback versus John Cena. Who do you think should win? Be John Cena. You think Cena should win? Oh, yeah. When, when you think extreme rules, you think in terms of, uh, you know, there could be a tables match, could be a, a cage match, could be an I quit match, you know. A whole bunch of different things you could do with, with uh, extreme rules and, and figuring there's going to be some sort of stipulation involved. Uh, what kind of match would you like to see, Justin? Uh, a, a steel cage match. You think a steel cage match? Oh, yeah. Is that your favorite kind of extreme rules matchup? Who? So is that is that your favorite kind of match? Oh yeah. You like the cage match? Mm-hmm. I gotta ask you one other thing. And again, we love when you call and you, you put a smile on our face every time you call. Uh what do you, what do you think of Fandango? Fandango? Well he's super awesome, I think so. Super awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, so let me ask you, when Fandango's theme music plays, are you, are you sitting in your living room dancing to his theme music? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you're awesome. Thank you so much for giving us a call. I'll talk to you Sunday. All right, Ken. You know what, Ken? What? I I miss Edge. We all miss Edge, man, and and again, he you know he he'd be a great addition right now. I wouldn't mind seeing Edge come back as like a manager or a GM type character at some point. What do you think about that? I think so. Cool. Thanks a lot, Justin. We'll talk to you soon. And tell Dave he's he's a he's like a he's like a goddess. He's a goddess. <laughs> Funny. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, Justin. So thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you on Sunday. So, Thank you, so Ken. Dave, Dave, you're a goddess now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm finished for the night. <laughs> thanks, well, Johnny. Actually, bring bring a couple because again, piggybacking this Ryback conversation, and uh, you know, our, our intern slash Sean, uh, wrestling fan, watches the stuff. Well, Sean Dango. As as I should say, uh, curious like what what your thoughts are on on the Ryback thing right now. You know Ryback is uh, you know he's been he's been in the business for quite some time now, probably going back until I think the early two thousands. He's been using the character. He's been you know he's been in and out with the whole thing. He's always been the powerhouse. He's kind of he's kind of like a Batista, but on steroids. <laughs> but then like again, Batista didn't. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, but. In all honesty, I think this is this is easily the right way to go. Uh, obviously, Cena. Where else? What else does Cena have left? You know what I mean. So, you know, you get a good guy here, Ryback, who's over with the fans. Uh, you know, I think it works. Again, he's uh, he's a little bio- uh, bionic on the microphone, but then again, that's kind of his character, isn't it? Uh, it, it? You know, the way that he's on the microphone, it works with his character. He doesn't have to be tremendous on the mic because that's basically what he is. He's kind of supposed to be like robotic, kind of like the Terminator, which is, by the way, what he used in uh, OVW, used the uh, Terminator 2 theme song. So it works, you know? 
And th- those are good points. I mean, I-, I agree with you. He got a lot of criticism for his promo work last night. I, I thought, you know, I'm not expecting a lot out of this guy, and that's that's kind of, you know, he, he gave us a promo that that I thought he'd give us, but uh, yeah, I think he's got to come out of this program as as WWE champion. And uh, and by the way, as we talk about John Cena, happy birthday, John Cena! Uh, so look at that, turning 36. Uh, he's you not know, 40 yet. Uh, a guy though, but you know, he's he's, he's probably got more more behind him than in front of him. So uh, we got to look to the future and. You know, maybe we see a WWE champion uh, Ryback coming up in the not-too-distant future. Uh, we're running short on time, but uh, we got to talk about, you know, last night was our first night, Monday Night Raw. And you guys out there that are listening, got to check out RealFantasyWrestling.com. Uh, a lot of fun. We got our feet wet last night. I, I didn't really know what I was doing, so I'm trying to figure it out. I think I got it now. Uh, you know, I was try- I was trying to ride, you know, David Otunga bringing me home, but uh, you know, I-, I realized that I really screwed up with with my draft. So I'm hoping to have a stronger showing uh, next week. But Dave, I mean, something that you know, it kind of increases your interest in Raw. If if something maybe isn't working, it gives you something to kind of root for. Uh, every week on Monday Night Raw, we have. A thread going on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We're talking raw. So it added a new element to the thread. People talking trash back and forth. Uh, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Right now we're doing it for free just to kind of get our feet wet. And, uh, you know, they've been kind enough to give us a, a kind of a free sample. Again, it's realfantasywrestling.com. Uh, but, Dave, I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It brought, you know, I've never done anything like it before, and it was pretty cool the way they had it all set up. I mean, I can give the viewers a little bit of a you know a, a, a explanation. I mean, I was fortunate enough to win last night's Monday Night Raw um, fantasy wrestling. Um, you know, I, I kind of pulled it out at the end. I guess I mentioned earlier about John Cena helping me out with points, but you get you get you get ten wrestlers, you get five you know males, you get two females, you get a um, a manager, a GM type, and you know or an announcer. And then you get um, what they call the flex player, which kind of, like, helps with your tiebreaker. Um, and just to give you an idea of, like, how you accumulate points, um, I, I know, you know, I picked Paul Heyman as, as my manager GM type, and I got one point for him getting television time. I got two points for him talking, and then I got three points for him uh, opening up the show. And then... I picked um, for females. I picked um, AJ and Caitlin. Well, they they, they were. It, it seems like with television time, that's what really helps you. AJ was in like three segments last night. She she talked in a backstage vignette. She appeared in a backstage vignette. She interfered in Ziggler's match. That you know that includes television time as well. She was in a battle royal. She won the battle royal. I, I, I forget how many points I accumulated with her. The Shield really helped me out too. Um, you know, here's an interesting thing. If you pick a wrestler and he doesn't wrestle, but he accompanies a guy to a ring, you know, to the ring for a match, and he interferes, you get points for that. I mean, it was it was really cool. Um, you know, it made me more engaged. I remember at one point um, when they did the, uh, the 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 segment where the Shield came in through the helicopter, which, by the way, I read online earlier today that the Shield actually flew from Cardiff, Wales, to London, England, and that helicopter shot was. A legitimate that they were coming from another show because they ran a SmackDown house show the same night as Raw. Um, 
I got I picked uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns of the Shield. I didn't do all three members, and I got points just for them appearing on TV. And then later on, I got points for them appearing on TV again and talking. Then later on, I got points for them being in the match and then winning. And then other points with, like, counter moves and, and power moves and getting out of submissions and, you know, stuff like that. It's re- It really gets you engaged. There was one point where, like, I went to go check my score, and I'm like, wait a minute, that guy was on TV. He, I get, like, two TV time points, and they didn't, like, uh, they didn't update it fast enough. At first, I thought I was getting screwed out of points, but it's really fun, and it, it's free right now. You know, you go to realfantasywrestling.com. It's free, but if it was, if, if it was a pay league, I would have won $25 last night. And it's a $5 buy-in fee for the Monday Night Raleigh. And you got to set up your roster, you know, during the day. And the roster closes at 10 of 8, so 7.50 Eastern Standard Time. And that's, you know, the final. You can change it all throughout the day, but after 7.50, that's your roster, and that's what stands. And when you're picking guys, too, it's not like you just pick all the top guys and all the guys you pretty much are sure are going to be on Raw because there's a salary cap. It's like, you know, having a team. So there's, there's, they have guys ranked by like how much they think they're worth, you know, money wise. And, and, you know, if you click on somebody that you want to pick, you know, they might not let you pick him because you don't have enough money to cover that person's salary. So then you got to re it's pretty cool. The whole setup with it. And I think this is awesome. And it's quite frankly, I think it's ahead of its time. Cause you really don't see too. I haven't seen any of anything like this before. I just thought it was fun. And you know, all you guys out there, you need to check it out. Cause this is, it's got me more engaged into Monday night raw and what goes on with wrestling. It's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I had triple H and I got, I got a negative four for beating up an authority figure. Like, come on. Really? I catch a break. It was negative four for beating up an authority figure, so that's a bad thing. But yeah, I that's mean, what it's, you get for- it's fun because you gotta you, you, you learn. I mean, there's so many different scoring opportunities. There's so many uh, different things, and it just it it really is is kind of cool. So go check them out. Uh, I'm hoping to get a little more comfortable. Uh, I, I can almost promise you that David Otunga will be off my <laughs> Monday Night Raw roster. As- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's still in the signature to start off all WWE programming, so go figure. Thank you. you know, that's you know, it's interesting you brought that up because I, you know, for instance, when they show, it, it seems like the the way that it's set up, if they show replays of things that took place a week prior or earlier in the night, that doesn't count as TV time points. It's got to be like real time. So like. You you might think you're going to get a point because they showed him in the signature, the opening of Raw, but you really don't. It's no, like I, real. I, I, it, he gave so me nothing. It's... <laughs> he can't, David Otonga just gave me nothing. It was just, it was just, it was bad. It was just a bad showing on my part. I got to gain some respectability uh, next week, guys. Heck of a show tonight. Uh, again, gotta thank uh, Bill After for giving us a few uh, great interview. Can't wait to have him back on uh, this Sunday. You know, we go every Sunday, six to eight p.m. We got tough enough star. And uh, fitness guru uh, Luke Robinson is going to be spending a little bit of time with us. So be sure to tune in on Sunday night and check that out. And, again, go to Facebook and check out our Tap Out Cancer event on May 31st at the Peppermill South in Congress, New York. We're going to have more and more details to follow in the upcoming weeks, but that should be a lot of fun. Again, Dave LeGrecker from Busted Open. Uh, planning to stop by as well as Nunzio. So it's going to be a fun night to just hang out and uh, watch some wrestling, Dave. So uh, exciting stuff. You know, another fun show, Dave. I had a great time tonight. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. It was uh, good times, as always, here on the Ken Reedy Show. Check out NWA on Fire Friday nights. Be sure to head over to uh, OneWrestling.com. Check out Bill After everything he does. He's on the website, and he also does After's Alley on NWA on Fire on Friday nights. Uh, for Dave, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and we'll see you Sunday. The first